Hello, this is Payments and More, the Allies Show. I'm Nico, CEO of Allies. Each week, I will be interviewing women and men of our industry. I will ask them about their business journey, the lessons they learned. I want to know their opinions and point of view about payments and more. I will push them to show us a different perspective, to tell us what's hot now and in the future for our industry. Enjoy the ride. This is Payments and More. Today, our guest is Son and Guyenne, 15 years of experience in the French payment market with European players such as Vente Privé, VP, and ONE, the consumer finance of Auchan and BCPCE, the French bank. On this show, we will discuss with Son everything about the French market for many players, merchant, solution provider. French is a difficult market, and our guest today will give you a comprehensive insight on payment, fraud, cultural aspects for, of consumers in e-commerce and give us a recommendation for non-domestic players. We will also have the opportunity to win a one-week trip for two to Ibiza with a person of your choice with our famous Allies Box Game. Finally, we will dig into Son's best-kept secret among those why Son wears a scarf 24 by 7, including in the summer. Welcome to Payments and More, the Allies show. Enjoy the ride. Son, welcome to Payments and More, the Allies show. Thank you, Nico. So let's crack a nut immediately. Are you wearing your scarf as we speak? Because the first yes, time I, I went am. to France, you are, you are. Okay, <laughs> that's great. Uh, the first time I went to France to a conference, I asked with Son, the one with a scarf. You had 400 people, only one with a scarf. It was you indeed. Is there any reason for this scarf? That's more, you know, like a, a safekeeper for me. So it's more like a habit uh, rather than, you know, uh, fashion, trendy style or whatever. You can see, you know, French people wearing scarves in summer in Mediterranean places. But uh, for me, it's more like in a habit. And I can like, feel naked when I don't have my scarf. So I have scarf for winter as well as summer. So uh, lighter, of, of course, for summer. But uh, yeah, it's more, you know, like uh, wearing a necklace. It's pretty much the same for me. <laughs> 15 years of experience in the French payment market. You are also an Allies expert. Speaking about fashion, you spent over 10 years at Vente Privé, no VP. Uh, you run there many strategic projects uh, from finance transformation program manager, European finance roadmap manager. That includes fraud, payment, tax, reconciliation, returns. Am I right to say it's, uh, you were in charge of everything that could go wrong there? Yeah, uh, or everything that people don't want to handle at that time. So usually I had to deal with that. So uh, because we didn't have any kind of prior experience, it was the early days of e-commerce. So uh, we had to make things working in an automated fashion. So uh, yeah, it's uh, all the complicated things. And, you know, finance is always complicated. Uh, going to accounting, financial control, treasury, payment and fraud is already on top of that. So uh, I ended up myself managing all this stuff here yeah, for VP pretty long time, which is decade. But definitely, yeah, it was a blast. So after that, you went to One, uh, where you were head of growth and One Trust, the company focusing more on fraud, digital identity. What does One Trust does exactly? Onetrust is a very interesting company. So Onetrust was uh, formerly uh, a company that was uh, specialized in standard e-commerce fraud prevention. That was one of the very oldest full player, full player for uh, fraud prevention in France. They started in early 2000. But uh, I would say when Onet Group purchased uh, 
Fianet that become Onetrust. We decided to kind of switch away from the historical business and at least develop new sites, product and portfolio that could uh, help for the experience we have on fraud. Uh, so doing that, we brought up some very nice technology uh, based on digital identity, real-time uh, digital identity verification. And uh, we. so the idea was to create a player that could solve solution globally. So we ended a partnership with uh, CyberSource and one of the first customer in the, in the banking side was HSBC as well. So that was a pretty good start for a small French company. Great. So uh, all our guests, Get an award, son. Yes. Uh, it's your time for praise. So that's the only moment of the show where you cannot speak. I know you are not shy. You express yeah. your strong opinions. This is great. As French uh, tend to be very diplomatic in our sector, but that's not your case. I know also you're a, a sort of glue in the French payment community. You organize some virtual gathering with locals in Paris. Prior to that, we, with some restaurants in the middle. That's very important. I can't stress enough how important is networking in payments. So congratulations for this dynamic role you're, you're having on the French market. How weak is the community in the French? I mean, in Paris, you're based in Paris, right? Yeah, I'm based in Paris, but I would say majority of the community comes from Paris. We have people also from other parts of France, could be western side, northern side, or you know, south part of France. But I would say that within the e-commerce, the uh, the community is well structured now, uh, much more than it used to be a few years back, let's say a decade ago. And in the banking, also, yeah, because I've been you know working both sides on the banking side as well on the merchant side, we've at first we didn't thought that you know the community was that strong but i would say that most people the key st uh, stakeholder within the banking industry really know each other they don't gather the same way that merchants do but they do uh, meet up and uh, have i would say regular exchange uh, and uh, share some practices together well after you know they're still banks they still have kept some secret uh, as part of their obligation but uh, i would say that your purpose they like to exchange yeah they are not closed down as we would expect let's dive into the, the secrets of the French market. Let's start with a description, a high-level description within the e-commerce, e-payment landscape in France. How will you describe this landscape? First of all, yeah, French market, France is definitely a mature e-commerce market. So uh, it is the second e-commerce market. Uh, in Europe, it is still growing very strongly, thanks to COVID, of course, as well. But uh, what say, when it comes to payment for almost multiple decades, French has been very adamant, you know, they are the creator of the uh, the card bancaire and, you know, the, the chip on the credit card. So, and they've been, they perceive as a market, you know, a lot of, uh, as a pioneer in the payment industry. And when you kind of fall out on the, uh, the e-payment side, so e-payments in France is mostly relying on the card payment. And most people would expect that, you know, that, okay, that's same as UK, Spain, or Italy. But thing is, uh, the payment is still pretty domestic. So most of the merchant in the banking actor still pretty much heavily relies on the local payment scheme, which is Carbon Care, and which is still in their main preoccupation and they still processing the main volume for the French card industry. So this is one of the market specificity. On top of that, whereas in other markets, you may have much more uh, alternative payment method, I would say B2B 
beside PayPal as of now. We don't have much a strong, uh, I would say, uh, uh, share that goes to the uh, alternative payment method. So the credit card is still the main payment method in the, in the French market. Other existing APM, uh, if you are account of PayPal, also mostly relies on, on credit card. So the installment payment, which is another APM, which is quite popular, is also based on credit card most of the time. So uh, as of now, I would say it is still very card focused as a market. And people are pretty much got into the habit of using credit cards as a main payment method. And changing these habits is going to take a while in the market. But wait, so we know a lot of uh, international merchants. Yeah. Usually they have their global strategy and then they have their French strategy. French is always a different strategy. What are the biggest hurdles for a, a foreign merchant to deal with France? What's the problem? Well, first of all, when we say, you know, that we, yes, French people use cards for payment, so and that's how the way they operate. One of the biggest hurdles is you can see significant difference by you know processing your card using Visa, Mastercard versus Card Bancaire. I would say on an average, the performance is, I could say, better, even sometimes significantly better on Card Bancaire. It depends on the cases and your uh, branch, uh, your current branch. But I would say for physical product retail, if uh, based on my experience with like fashion, yeah, definitely the performance is slightly better on Calmoncare. On top of that, the other impact is most people uh, uh, kind of underestimate that is processing through Calmoncare basically have multiple advantages. Uh, and that's why the main reason a lot of the large merchant friends still use Calmoncare for processing uh, the cost. I mean, it's a, the scheme fees are pretty cheaper than, you know, Visa, MasterCard. And on top of that, a merchant is significantly more protected when it comes to liability shift and chargeback dispute when it comes to uh, the French market if you use uh, utilizing card care. So in a nutshell, disputes are not allowed for product or consumer-related problems in the French transaction using card care. So that's a pretty significant difference with Visa, MasterCard. And for the knowledge of all our listeners, because we have some from the U.S. as well, Card Bancaire is like a local card scheme, right? Yeah, that's correct. Yes, that's the historical card scheme that uh, we're all uh, issuing and acquiring bank are contributing to in the French market. For an international merchant dealing with a very large international payment provider, they are not always offered to be connected with Card Bancaire. Do you think that this is because they earn less on those transactions or because their recommendation is just to go local just for friends with a French acquirer? What I can say for friends could work for other markets in Europe as well. So uh, if you can go local acquiring, you know that a transaction, when you're going to be uh, the authorization, will go through the issuer, will receive the transaction and will be able to identify transaction as being processed locally and consider the transaction to be domestic. Whereas if your visa and you're using, let's say, uh, license that is based in Belgium, Netherlands. Yes, it's going to be intra-regional uh, transaction, but it's going to be also considered as non-domestic. And what people kind of uh, oversee and skip over is usually the French issuers are very risk adverse, really risk adverse. So they, I would say they do not have a lot of issue of 
declining transaction just by a very limited risk. Uh, even now, we, just, we have other way of diminishing the risk. But uh, I would say, based on my experience, I already heard a lot of uh, people within the banking industry that in case they have some risk, they prefer to decline rather than to accept. So You were mentioning the alternative payment methods. Uh, we've yes. seen a lot of uh, initiatives in France, like PayLib. I'm not sure about the success of those uh, wallet type. Uh, uh, and I see you're laughing, so that, that's good, your opinion, Nati. Well, but in any case, we are seeing that in every single European country, there is a champion uh, that is growing. In Spain, for example, Bizum is a big thing at the moment. Uh, it's developed by an association of banks. What will be uh, the winner in France for non-card payments? Uh, okay, so... Uh... What I can say, if you look at non-card payments in France, the biggest APM will be PayPal because you can connect your PayPal account to your bank account directly. Uh, so you can bypass the credit card funding source. But uh, other than that, all the APM, as we call them, uh, in the French market are relying on credit card. So uh, let's say, okay, one APM, I uh, consider it as APM in France, is installment payment. So it's basically small financing. You can pay in three, four times uh, without uh, some interest taxes or without any kind of interest uh, APR on, you know, uh, on the transaction based on what the merchant is willing to take. It has gone pretty big. I mean, uh, three, four time installment payment is taking a significant share of the market now. So it's considered a, a APM because it's not, you know, full payment directly, uh, direct payment. Uh, and because you have one credit institution is going to do the financing for the payment. We've seen, you know, a lot of company evil could be... Uh, uh, from large bank, could it be from my former company, which was the, the market leader in that segment? But now we do see observe a lot of competition. Could it be from uh, traditional actors, Société Générale or Crédit Agricole or even you know BNP Paribas, and also new generation of newcomers such as you know Alma or um, Pledge, which also uh, provide installment payment. On the checkout process and the idea for them is to streamline uh, this installment payment as fast as possible but at the end of the day it still relies on credit card so if you look at a non-credit card apm as of now we've seen a, a few actors that are still doing very limited payment options some try to do e-commerce using sepa and direct debit but you know the fraud level and the risk level is pretty high in france in that specific segment of payment method, and you don't have any kind of payment guarantee, so you need to take some kind of insurance over it, but that could work. But I would say people are not into that habit, and I would say the user experience is not as uh, frictionless as a card would be. Uh, so you, because if you want to use SIPA mandate, you have to register and validate the SIPA mandate. So and after it's gonna, you have you know uh, some scheduling to do before you can charge a transaction. So. If you pass that, and uh, we have actors like uh, IBAN First or you know uh, SlimPay that can provide this kind of services, and you move to the next one, the next one we would be expecting would be solutions just like you no know, um, instant payment. So we're trying to seize some actors. So some actors trying to raise funds, but I would say for now, uh, the amount of transactions you would see in that market is still very very limited. 
because the main reason is because the whole the banks are not fully ready and uh, the providers cannot, I would say, guarantee uh, frictionless streamline unified user experience for all issuer. So the, the experience could significantly differ from one issuer to another. So until at least we have some kind of unified payment funnel, it's going to be a difficult one. But the last one, and I think that's going to be very promising because, uh, and it's not only in France, I think, is is, is now is buy now pay later. So that's one is very much training. So I hear it a lot of uh, within my friends within the payment community. So I would say the next big thing that you need to supervise and that take a look at if looking forward uh, in the next few years is going to be uh, uh, buy now pay later, definitely. And to clear a technical doubt on friends, you have those cards yes. uh, that are charged only at month's end to client. Is it debit or credit card? That's a very uh, common confusion with my international uh, merchants. So technically, is no, so I would say now the, the slice of the market is basically you are forty percent of the sixty percent of a, a debit card uh, for all cardholders. So uh, it used to be fifty fifty more uh, more or less, and the rest is now considered by uh, the European regulation as credit card. But in reality, French people don't like credit cards. We have only a few million credit cards uh, out in the market. So what these consider interchange as credit cards is what we call in France deferred debit card. Oh. So basically you, yes, so you pay now, uh, you uh, you purchase now and you pay uh, your charge at the end of the month uh, in the monthly bill. But what is happening is these uh, cards is basically, yeah, kind of financing for free. But uh, at the end of the day, you're still paying a monthly fee at your issuing bank for the usage of this card. And these cards are usually double the price of a debit card. So people are moving to debit card to lower the cost of the banking side. But still, sometimes they want to be able to have that financing. And that's a trend that is uh, growing in the market. So we expect you know, debit card to take a larger share of the market in the next few years. And also increased by the help also of new banks, you know, Revolut and so forth, and Cotnical in France. That's going uh, uh, a lot of growth. I've seen a lot of growth in the last few years. Code Nickel is a bank account you can open on Tobacco Shop, right? That's correct. In five minutes. In five minutes. Amazing. Hey, we, we are speaking about you know all those new things. When I look at the rankings at the end of the day, uh, in the European rankings published by the Nielsen Report, etc., uh, the French acquirers are, are quite high in this ranking. You, you have some some volumes that are incredible, and they are now moving outside France. We are neutral, as you know, we don't have any sponsor, but yeah. uh, you have the Dalenis, uh, the BNP Paribas just created Accepta, which is an enhanced offer as a PSP. Uh, you have other new players like Iceberg, for example, or the, the Mango Pay that are around for a long time. I'm hearing uh, new players such as Norbert. So Norbert is a big mystery. What is Norbert? I know it's been cooking for two years. Norbert is basically a company uh, that provides services around uh, what I could say, uh, helping merchants leveraging and managing their payment services. It's basically kind of simplify and take away the complexity of integrating multiple gateways and negotiating your your fees with your vendor or your acquirers. And uh, you kind of take away that complexity. And uh, in the meantime, it simplifies everything for the merchant. So we have flexibility and be able to switch from one gateway to another, one acquirer to another without 
uh, having this as a huge roadmap plan and, you know, where we can complicate the roadmaps are even in merchants level to I will make a change because what I have been observing is basically in when you're stuck with a deal with a significant amount of money that processing through one uh, vendor and you're not happy with that vendor, it is a complex thing to move away because if it works, don't break it. It's the rule. It works a lot in the payment. So uh, moving away from one payment provider to another one is always a risky move. So it, it takes time. And the idea is to simplify, reduce that time frame. Okay. So that's definitely... Um something to keep an eye on, on the, the French uh, payment technology. Now, the dark side of France, fraud. I keep on hearing that fraud is awful in France. I remember a conference where a famous shoe brand was saying, you know, uh, all the <laughs> northern suburbs of Paris, you never uh, collect the money for your shoes. What's the truth? So the truth is, uh, if I would say, uh, based in my experience, uh, I did attend a conference once in my life, where a, a fraud manager from a very famous airline company told me that I prefer Nigerian cards over French cards. So, so this is uh, because this is how much French cards were contributing to the fraud uh, for him as a foreign uh, non-domestic player. So if you look at the figures, the official figure for fraud, uh, fraud rate in France is 17 basis points, which is quite low. And that's very... And that's the official figure that is provided by Card Bancaire. So uh, now we dig down, we kind of dive to another specifically of the French market. So each cards mostly have multiple uh, logo on the credit card. So meaning that on the same cards you will have Visa or Mastercard, and at the same side you will have also Card Bancaire. So what happens is when you're processing a transaction domestically, is going through Card Bancaire, but Whereas if the same French card is used on an English, Spanish website, it's going to be using, utilizing Visa, MasterCard uh, channels. And from there, we make a kind of separation. So the reporting we have, uh, which is explained by the official regulators, is a 17 basis point for the uh, domestic fraud, which is uh, correct. And it's not any kind of miscalculation. But if you count the contribution of French card into I would say foreign issue, uh, acquirer, well, these kind of shift. And uh, you could expect the figures to be five times higher. So I would say if you're a, a shoe seller in the UK, yeah, you would expect to have almost one close to 1% of uh, fraud rate in, on French cards. So that's to be expected. So to kind of answer your question, yes, the French market is a very uh, active market when it comes to fraud. So definitely, if you go to France, don't go in the French market naked. Make sure that you are well equipped and make sure that you are, I would say, aware and make a significant layer of protection to protect your business in France. And because that's what you can see from the chargeback side, Yes, but uh, all the uh, French are very creative people. You kind of know that, Nico. Uh, <laughs> so the French fraud community in the dark web is very, very creative and very, very active. It's amazing because I, I know very large international merchants, they make a point on having some French people in their manual review team because apparently they can sniff a little better uh, any fraud trends. So that's a, yeah. that's a note to take as well. Son, this is your golden minute now, uh, and I'm going to make it difficult for you because I know you're very clever. Let's say you are the French regulator, and what would be your top actions 
in the first 100 days of your mandate? Oh, well, first, yeah, I'm going to focus my action uh, in the payment world because, uh, you know, uh, French is very committed to Europe and very committed to that digital European market. So, and one of the main hurdles into that digital market is the payment and second was fraud. I would say based on my experience, you know, how French people are. So each time we make a recommendation and it can be, uh, have various interpretation based on the people. So if you have 15 person in the same room, you will have 15 different voices and different, 15 different opinions. So uh, that's f- how French kind of work. So uh, it is very difficult to make the market move in the same direction at the same time, unless you can not enforcing some kind of policy to that market. So my first action would be definitely, if you look at the payment space, to kind of enforce some kind of policy based on the work group, where you say, oh, this is a standard for the industry. Uh, and uh, because all your members been part of the group, you've been contributing, you've been voting on this specific solution, and this is where we should go for. So, and that's a communal uh, decision, and there we can work and at least provide to the consumer something that is straightforward. Because uh, when it comes to payment, the French people are very conservative. So they do not easily jump into another space for this is a new way of paying. Well, cool. Well, not really. And you can see that events like, you know, deployment of uh, mobile payments, not that big in France. And we're not going to be like near in China in anytime soon. So uh, that's the first thing I would definitely take a grip on for if I was to be the regulator. Great. I'm sure the regulator is already uh, calling you to offer you uh, a job. So, <laughs> before we get more into your personal side, son, this is a time of our game, the Alive yes. Box. So, I have a box in my in my desk. Inside uh, this box, there is something related to payments. The audience can guess what is in the box. You can ask me one question in order to give them a hint. The audience can post their answer in our LinkedIn, and if they are right and they guess what's inside the box, they can win a week to Ibiza for two from anywhere in the world. What is your question, Son? Is it flat? It's flat, but it's not a check, Son, because somebody asked already. <laughs> All the French, they think it's a check. Yeah, <laughs> no we love shake, you know. <laughs> we love shake in France. It's not a check, but it's flat. Yes, indeed. Yes. Perfect. Good luck to all our uh, listeners today, and they can post uh, the answer on our LinkedIn. Let's go a little bit uh, personal. Is it true that you entered the payment world because you failed to join a famous culinary school? I want to know that story. So, yeah, so so long story short, when I was younger, so I have two ways. Moving toward, I would say, uh, technology and uh, IT engineering, where I wanted to go, at some point, but you know, at a specific time of uh, of my career, so people were telling me, you know, uh, the outlook in IT is very bad. <laughs> well, that's another, that's another story, but uh, that was what they were telling me. So uh, the other thing I really enjoyed beside technology was cooking. So I had, you know, my application for a French famous school that is somewhere within your. Uh, not too far from where you were born, Nicola, by the way. <laughs> so uh, you might know the school. And uh, I did apply for that. So, uh, and one of the main reasons, and you're going to go there, is 
first, I didn't have, I was already too much educated because, you know, when you go to Korea school, you don't go through the standard high school and get graduation and uh, your first uh, university diploma. And uh, uh, that's the reason why they say uh, you don't feel the standard profile. And the second thing is I have friends that were working in restaurant told me that beware about, you know, the impact on your social life about uh, doing that. Long story short, at the end of the day, yes. So my case was not accepted and I didn't try another school uh, because we uh, have a good friend that contributes to other people from that school. Yeah, so, so it could have turned differently. I could have go to this culinary school and become a chef in internal restaurant or whatever. I could maybe be cooking for you in Madrid. I don't know. But that's still whole. So cooking and food is still a very big part of my life. A big uh, loss for the French cuisine, but a big win for the French payments. That's yeah. the, the tagline <laughs> of today. But did you ever fail soon during your career? Oh, I did. So a lot of time. And that's the question people ask me. How are you, you know, so knowledgeable? Uh, and I say to them, well, because I fell before. So that's why I, I know why I fell. So Give that's us why an I example. Know. Give us an example. Go ahead. We want to know all your secrets. So one of the examples. So um, I was... Around my mid-30s, I was uh, joining a startup. So a startup was uh, working within the retail space for something different from payments at the time. So the team was assembled and presented as you know, uh, the all-star team. So people knowledgeable, very uh, good tech guy, uh, people from IBM, uh, you know, on the paper, looks really awesome. A lot of young people were involved and they have funding. So I say, yeah. And... They say, okay, it's a small team. Uh, you, you're going to do a lot of things. It's going to be very interesting. You're going to learn a lot and you'll be able to contribute a lot. So, And from there, and say, we have a, a very ambitious project. Well, so what happened is like, you know, the financing, yes, he was there for the first few months. After, you know, uh, this year keeps saying, oh, financing is there. No worries. Well, you know, first uh, thing that, you know, where you fell is, well, when you don't see financing, seeing is believing. So, yeah, if the financing is not there, it is not there. So that's the first thing, lesson I listened for that. Uh, second thing is when you to, uh, you go in a small structure, no, no matter how small the structure can be, you will have to deal with people. So the biggest issue in your career and um, making things successful is be able to manage and overcome the hurdles coming from other people. So it's, uh, the technology is the, isn't the challenge, the complexity of the business isn't the challenge. Uh, the biggest complexity comes most of the time from the human person. So that's the second main takeaway from that. So after you can say, okay, but it's a small company, so you would avoid the, all these kind of politics you have in larger company groups, uh, especially French groups are preying on for that. And they say, yeah, but you know, it all comes down to people. And yeah, I did have politics going on, even in the company, in company small as 20 person. So, uh, I mean, you can have politics over who's going to be handling uh, the coffee machine at some point. So uh, that's another main takeaway of my life. One thing also that I had to learn is uh, I was entitled, I was a tech uh, lead at the time. So I was supposed to say to people what you should do when in tech wise. I kind of learned the lesson the hard way. So telling people things to do, that's one thing. But making them believe that what you're going to do with them is going to be the right thing, that's a different story. So taking leadership is on the title. Leadership, yeah. taking care of people and yeah. keeping an eye 
in finance. Where yep. do you go on holiday? So, uh, you know, ah. every time, every time I'm asking this question because uh, the audience wants to bump into you somewhere. Uh, I have a lady climbing volcanoes. We know the, the volcano. So uh, what about you? Uh, I spend my holidays in my car. So not <laughs> okay, I live in my car, but uh, so uh, I've been doing that for the last eight years. So uh, I kind of travel a lot in my, uh, before I got married and, you know, uh, so for the last few years, we decided to say, okay, uh, I want to see uh, France in this war before I die. So with my wife and family, we decided to say, let's visit France because uh, France, people might do not know it, you can have every kind of landscape. You can have seaside, it can be temperate, it could be hot, dry, you can have mountains. Uh, so it's very diversified. So we've uh, usually uh, in summer, we kind of drive over 8,000 kilometers and can visit multiple places in France. So we basically uh, rent small uh, houses uh, along the way and we visit a lot of small villages in, uh, in France. Uh, so we kind of see what this country has to offer. And I still must say that, you know, after eight years, I'm still loving it. And me, people should take a look into their home country because a lot of time there, it, there is a lot of to be seen and much people don't know. I, I guess I'm more friends than a lot of French people do. Thank you, Son. This is the end of our show. You can find Son on the French roads in his car or in a restaurant. That's the conclusion. Or getting in touch with allies. Just one word of recommendation about France to uh, the stakeholders of the industries. Well, in short, France is a difficult market because it has its code and culture and tradition. Uh, if you kind of know how to tackle this, well, then a lot of good opportunities can open up to you and it's going to be a lot easier. Thank you, Son. You have a great day. Uh, that was uh, really nice to have you with us today. Uh, Thank you, Nicolas, to for the invitation. Uh, for uh, any recommendation about France, I'm sure that Son will be more than happy to help. Yeah, thank you very lot for Nicola for this uh, invitation. It's been a blast as always to discuss with you. Let's keep in touch. Thanks for joining Payments and More, the Ally Show. If you enjoyed the interview as much as we did, please share this podcast with your network. Leave us a five-star review, of course, and subscribe now to Payments and More in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. This is the best way not to miss any episode with great guests. You can find more information about our guest today and how to connect in the show notes or on Allies' website. Last, I love to hear from you. Please let me know your suggestion for the next episodes, guests to interview, topics to address or questions you'd like me to ask to our guests in our Allies' LinkedIn page or in the comment section of this podcast. See you in the next episode of Payments and More. I'm Nico. We are Allies. <laughs>